Hey, everybody. Welcome to Storytime with John and Friends. I'm your host, John. Today, we have another great episode for you. My friend Ben Lieber was in town. You may know Ben from his bands Marigold and Head North. It was great to have Ben stop by while he was in town. Ben does not live in Buffalo any longer, so I haven't seen or talked to him in quite some time. So it was really great to catch up. We actually spent some time talking about what he's got going on. Uh, he has started shooting music videos, and he is killing it. He's done a bunch of them. He is doing a great job. Everything that he's done is it's awesome. It's uh, well done, sir. Uh, if you enjoyed the episode, be sure to leave a comment, like, and subscribe across all platforms. I love doing this. I want to continue doing this. Share with a friend. Share with a family member. Anything helps. I appreciate all of you. I love you all. Enjoy the episode. You were pissing me on green every day. <laughs> the big ball of heat in the sky was too much. I thought there was a bear. Reality goes, yeah, fresco. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> hey, everybody. What's up, everybody? Welcome to, welcome to, welcome to, welcome to story time. Story time. Story time. How's New York City, man? I do not live in New York City anymore. You don't? Oh, no. you bought a house. That's right. <laughs> yeah. So where'd you buy? Um, we're in Beacon which is in Hudson Valley, um, about an hour, 90 minutes north of the city. Okay. You know where, like, Newburgh, Poughkeepsie is? Yes. That's that area. So are you in New Jersey now? No, it's in New York. It's in New York. Okay. Um, We're 20 minutes south of Poughkeepsie. Oh, okay. Not bad. Yep. What, uh, so I, on Instagram, I saw you doing all the, all the house (laughs) renovations and everything. How'd that go? It's not over, but it's good. Yeah, you know how it goes, man. Uh, I do. We've been here for three, almost four years, and I'm still not even yeah. close to done. Right. So I know that. Yeah, I, I've felt so much like my father uh, the past six months, like yeah. watching him do all that. My whole growing up, like there's been so many moments where I'm like, I watched my dad do this and get just as pissed off as I am right yeah, now. Yeah. You know, I feel <laughs> it's that. So funny. Uh, no, it's going good. We. Um, painted we like you know did a facelift to the kitchen backsplash that type of thing my project right now i'm putting in a fence nice so that's nice. been fun <laughs> i gotta i gotta fix some of ours because it's like the w- it's so windy here mm-hmm. so a lot of times mm-hmm. then it's just like the fence will right. get pushed over and then it sits you know crooked so yep. i gotta i gotta get on that but dirt man dirt is heavy yeah oh yeah <laughs> i know i work in construction man so right yeah, yeah. i uh i'm digging Fairly often. So it's the last thing you want to do when you come home. Oh God! I just really, <laughs> but that, but then like part of me is like, I can do it myself. So right. why am I going to pay someone yeah. top dollar exactly to come in and do it for me? Oh yeah, man, it's we, the worst. We got a quote and it was like over double the cost of the materials. Right. And it's like very small. It's not like crazy. It's not right. like we have acres. So yeah, I was just like, nope, I can't swallow that. So yeah, I, I, I don't blame you. That's uh, crazy. Yeah. Um, so I'm curious because I've always been like, you, you saw the, the music video I did for, mm-hmm. uh, Genesee hotel and the, mm-hmm. the ring, yep. which I thought was such dude, a no, good I idea. I love the idea, but dude. it so just clever. didn't go off the way. Like nobody saw it. You know what, what I mean? Really? Yeah. I reached out to ring and they were like, cool. <laughs> and I, I just like, They're like, thanks for the free marketing. <laughs> I messaged back and I was like, oh, so you don't give a shit. Blah, blah, like you know just trying to get them to yeah, do whatever yeah, yeah. and then instead of like post reposting it or anything they just shared it as like a recommended video on their youtube which got yeah. a decent amount of plays cool. 
but it no, it just it stopped like after a few days. I was like, God damn, damn. it's so it could have been so much better. But yeah, I thought it was a brilliant marketing. I the idea, dude. Imagine that on a, it, like a commercial or yeah. something. You know, yeah, it's but, such a like a unique but like recognizable yeah. perspective. Yeah, I, I love the idea. I thought you did a great job. But uh, so, how did you get into that stuff? Because that that's something that I've been like, I wanted to start doing that for. Hell yeah. You know, people in the area too, but um really, I mean, I always had like an interest in photography back when we were touring all the time and mm-hmm. I just would bring cameras with me. And then when I moved to New York, I was like trying to figure out what I wanted to do with my life and uh, you know, moving there was like highly inspirational just cuz it was like endless things to go and photograph and pursue and right. capture. And so I just was, like, doing it so much, so much more. And it really started with, like, I didn't want to work at a coffee shop anymore. And I reached a point of, like, I don't give a shit if I'm broke. I need to do something that makes me happy. So I just started hitting up friends. And it started with, like, photography and album artwork. And I was, Mm -hmm. like, doing Photoshop stuff for, for bands and photos for bands. And then naturally, you know, the interest i i started to dabble with video and i was like oh video cameras could be cool it it was definitely intimidating at first um but the more that i dabbled with it and then i was like oh this is i made one video for a friend and i was like that actually went really well and then it kind of just it just snowballed like i learned as i went and tried to make the best thing i could make at that time with whatever i was working on and then that came out and another friend would see it and would want to bring me on. And it just, I just like jumped at every opportunity basically. Yeah. And then it hit a certain point where I guess I I was like, I guess I'm like freelancing and doing this now. And I just like really was like treated as a business from that point forward. Um, and yeah, now I've, I've got a really solid like portfolio of videos and have really learned a lot. Um, yeah, it's been a fun journey. Has, uh, is that what you're doing, like, full-time now? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've been full-time on it for four years wow. now. Very cool. Um, Congratulations on thank that. You. Thank that's you. Thank you. Yeah, it's fun. That's, uh, yeah, that, that's something I want to try and do, like, around here. But I'm, like, uh, I'm still in school, too, mm-hmm. so maybe after that, and I'm about to have a kid, so probably not. But. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, dude, I mean, I don't. I don't see why, I don't, like, this doesn't have to be black and white of, like, oh, right. I do this full-time or I don't, like, you know. It's just a, it's a creative outlet and a skill that you grow as you do it. Right. You know, whatever yeah. pace that may be. Yeah. I just, I look at it as like you, like the way you did as far as like, you can't half-ass it. You got to bet on yourself and go all in on it. And yeah. I'm like, I have a mortgage. Oh man. man. I mean, yeah, I could not do it now, dude. Like right, yeah. uh, I was in a very different place in my life. You know, that was like the whole reason I moved there. I was just like, it all on black basically yeah. like what yeah. the hell do i have to lose i could always move back to my parents house and uh yeah i don't know i just yeah I, i'm in a different place now yeah it's, no for sure that's very cool though thank you so uh i reached out to you a little while ago to see if you wanted to come on you said absolutely you had some stories or whatever so we we tried to time it for when you're in town mm-hmm. you're in town to record a new record very exciting mary gold no no <laughs> new band no no what head north what <laughs> Soft announce. Wow. Um, we'll see. Okay. It's well. very loose. We're not calling it a new record yet. Okay. But we have a lot of ideas, and we have a week booked with Mr. Zizeki. Is it all you guys? Yeah. Okay. I saw Alex the other day, and he didn't say anything. 
What a jerk. We're keeping it on the DL. <laughs> no, I feel that. I understand. On your list here, first, we see Cincinnati Punk House Show. Yeah. And Cops. Yes. So, um, Brent and I were on tour with Casey Bowles and Johnny mm-hmm. from Water Me Down. We had booked them like a duo uh, acoustic Northeast thing. And it was middle of winter. We had our old red van that you guys know very well. Um, we know it very well. <laughs> uh, the, at the time, headlights were inoperable. Did most of that tour driving through blizzards with no headlights. Which was was, was this before or after we used it? I think before. Before? Okay. Yeah. yeah, I think so. We were in Cincinnati. It was... Basically, I the, the year, the summer before, I was on a trip with my family. And I had met this girl, like, literally on the beach. We just, like, met, and I thought she was cool, and we, like, got to talking. And the same music interests and whatever. We stayed in touch. And then we, Brent and I were booking Casey this tour, and I was like, oh, she, this girl I met lives in Cincinnati. Let me, like, hit her up and see if she can get us a show. Not even for my band, but mm-hmm. um, she got us a show, quote-unquote. Um, it was, like, a house show, whatever. Like, cool. So we show up and the house again, like I don't know this person really. I met her like one day and it was just like a weird connection. And we show up and there's it's like a huge party going on. We go in and like I've never more witnessed the definition of a punk house than this environment. Like zero furniture. The rooms were just empty and every inch of every wall was covered in graffiti. And were they squatting? Not, I I don't know if people lived there. Yeah, okay. I would assume someone had to live there. There was some like furniture on the second floor in like a bedroom. A couch there was electricity. Yeah, okay. there was electricity, and there was a ton of people. The first room that we walk into, we see this guy who's just like completely in his underwear, totally bald, like on his doing like a headstand, blasting uh, "Burnout" by Dookie. Like, loudish, like, only person in the room. And I'm like, okay, so this is what we're getting into. <laughs> so we, like, go in. We, like, load in our stuff. And we, you know, are stashing it in, like, a pantry closet in the kitchen. And um, so I, I try to find my friend and uh, get some details on when, what the show will be or whatever. Mm-hmm. And find her. We connect. She's like, okay, we're gonna, so music's not going to start for a couple hours, whatever. We... She's like, come on, there's a group of people hanging out upstairs in this bedroom. We go up. Uh, we're, like, hanging out in this bedroom. Everybody's doing illicit things um, that was an eye-opener to me at, I think, <laughs> 17 years old. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. And so that happened, and then I was just, like, I was just like soaking it all in. I was like, I am in a crazy environment, and I just need to, like, be a fly on the wall, mm-hmm. basically. And... uh all to say, the hangout era ends, time era ends, and then everybody goes downstairs for music to start. Johnny plays first. Casey does not even get to perform this night, basically. Johnny starts playing. He gets a couple songs into his set. Nobody really is paying attention. People mm-hmm. are just wanting to party and whatever. And, you know, we're, like, right in, playing. Everybody's playing these, like, soft acoustic songs. It's just, like, weird environment. Anyways... He gets a couple songs into his set, and we see, like, all these lights, like, in the windows, like, coming in mm. the house. 
And we're like, what the hell's going on? And somebody yells, like, the cops are here, whatever. And we're like, okay, this has now gotten interesting. Um, all the lights in the house go to, go out, and it's just, like, dark, pitch black in this house. And the I guess whoever lives there or owns the house or whatever, the leader of the party, uh, goes, he's like, he sa- loudly says, I'm going to go talk to the cops. So he goes outside, out the door. Um, we hear the cops at the front door. Everybody's just like being quiet, trying to like not make a disturbance, basically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and a couple minutes go by. We're just like seeing what happens. We hear the cops at the door. We hear him talking to him. And then that bald guy <laughs> who was in his underwear gets on the mic. Everybody is silent. And he just says, yo, fuck the police. Like loud as shit. <laughs> and we're like, holy shit. Okay. What a dick. Yeah. No, completely unaware. So then we like, we basically make a, like a mad dash mm-hmm. to leave. We like jolt out the back door, run out. And like, as the cops are like coming in the front door and like the lights go on and it was just like all seamless in one moment. I could like, it happened point five X speed in my head mm-hmm. basically. And we got out, we went to the van and drove off. I don't know what happened from that point forward, That's but wild. that like, I remember him, that moment of him saying that in the mic so vividly. Cause I was just like, you fucking moron. Yeah. Like what? Yeah. you what? ruined it for everybody. Yes, yeah. exactly. Did you guys play a lot of punk houses like that? Not really. No. Not really. Ironically, one of the other ones that we played very, very early on was also in Cincinnati and uh, that was back when James was singing for us, like er, like Arrows okay. EP mm-hmm. days, and he almost got stabbed, which oh. that was cool. Um, <laughs> no, we didn't do those a lot. We yeah. we played like house shows, but not ones where it was like a lot of like illicit shit. Right, going. Yeah, it was always yeah. like cool environments. The first tour I ever did, I filled in on drums for. Um, did you ever hear the band Doses? I know the name. They were yeah. from Rochester, mm-hmm. uh, but they did a tour with. I was a hero, so Brandon Pagano mm-hmm. and his band. And um, I forget where it was, but we played this show, and it was like a, a punk house like mm-hmm. that. And we walk in, we play the show, whatever. It's like a huge party. And um, I just remember like talking to Brandon, and then me and him being like, all right, let's go to the van. So we walk out the door, and there's a dude stand- or sitting passed out on the steps <laughs> with a needle oh, still Jesus in his arm. Christ, bro. And at the time, Brandon's... <sighs> Straight edge. Yeah. So he's ne- like, terrified. I've never seen that, but like, you know, whatever. Sure. He saw it and he it just like, his eyes were just like, yeah. holy yeah. shit. Oh my God. Wh- what am I getting myself into? That was probably the only time I've ever seen that kind of like, oh wow. Yeah. This shit's happening yeah. everywhere. Yeah. And man. yeah, it was wild. We saw that shit a lot when we would go out to um, uh, Salt Lake City. Okay. But it was more like meth heads. Yeah, there's a yeah. lot of people on drugs in that city. That's sad. Yeah, that's a great city too. That was a fun city to it's play. It's so beautiful there. It's such a weird, like, contradiction mm-hmm. because it's so gorgeous. Like driving into it, and then it's like so many homeless people that are right. like cracked yeah. out. It's like holy shit. Yeah, that's crazy. So um, we that van, dude. Did I ever tell <laughs> you? Hold on. So oh I I made a point to bring myself back to it. Uh, did you ever hear the story of Oklahoma getting pulled over without the with the brights on? 
I think so, but not to so memory. You guys said like, oh, the only the brights work, mm-hmm. um, but you have to like tie it on, right? Right. Yeah. So <laughs> for those of you at home, <laughs> if you hold the brights on, they stay on. But if you let go, they would turn off or whatever. So what they had done was they took like a hair tie <laughs> or something, put it around the steering wheel and held it on. And it worked. Real it's engineering you, miracle. <laughs> listen, when you don't have when you're in a touring band, you don't have money, right? Yeah. So we are it's like it's after the sun went down, and I'm pretty sure it's pretty late. We're driving through Oklahoma, it's mm-hmm. in that on that tour, and we get pulled over by a sheriff. Sure. And he's like, Oh, your brights are on. And we're like, Oh yeah, you know, the lights just stopped working. <laughs> like, just stopped sure, working. Yeah, yeah. Um but we need to get to where we need to go so we can get them looked at tomorrow. Right. And he's like, here, turn it off. Oh. So he turns it off. He pops the light. Oh, no. They turned on. What? They turned on. Are you kidding me? He looks at us. He goes, see, I fixed it. And we all look at each other. We're like, oh, my <laughs> God. He just did the so whole tour with that. <laughs> he, like, we did. Well, that's the thing. We drove away and it turned off. Oh. It never turned on Are again. Are you kidding me? Swear to God. What it was that moment, like, prevented us from it? getting it. What the fuck, bro? No idea. But we were just like, holy shit. Dude, that that was the moment we were just like, this van is magic. Yeah. But it's also evil. Magic and evil. Because it took everything from me. Took everything. (laughs) Took everything. Yeah, that was a a crazy, crazy uh, moment. Because we just like, he pulled us over because he said he wanted to see our licenses. He's like, I wanted to see what your license looked like and like when they expire. Because he's from Oklahoma. He's never seen, okay. you know. He's like, oh, 2025, holy shit. And then hands it off and does the thing. And then we're like, Weird oh, flex. my God. We all kind of just look at each other. We drive away. And like half a mile down the road, they shut off. Doop. And then we did the rest of the tour that way. Whatever. Oh, my God. There actually was a point, too, on that tour in Iowa. Um, I was driving. It was probably 2 in the morning. It's the desert. There's nothing out there. Yep. The lights shut off. The brights. Cool. Stopped working. Great. So I turn the flashers. I pull over. First, I pull over. I'm like, what the fuck? This is ridiculous. Yep. Whatever. Then um, start the car back up. They turned on. Start driving. Less than a mile. They turn back mm. off. That's so, so weird. So um, they had to have just been like overheating or whatever. Sure. But, uh, I mean, we did not take care of that vehicle. <laughs> Dude, who takes care of their tour van, though, unless yeah. it's like a brand new it one? It was though. old and shit. Like, yeah. it was already done. Well, so I did the rest of that drive with the flashers. Okay. So any time... <laughs> I needed to see the road. It was every, what, five, three <laughs> seconds when the flasher would turn on? Oh, my God. And I'd be driving, and I'm like, okay, we're still in between the lines. Right. We're still in between the lines. Yeah. That's all that mattered. Yeah. Oh, it's dude. like blinking almost. Yeah. 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 That was, uh, that was an interesting drive, too. That was, that was great. But we found out that it was just the uh, motherboard for the lights just melted. Wow. Like, the whole thing just melted inside. Wow. Holy shit. Yeah. That was, uh, that was crazy. That van has seen... I hope, for humanity's sake, it is not still running. <laughs> I feel like it's just it's still is. It's got to be, Because it, it, it went to who after? Super American? I ha- yeah, I think so. Because it went to well-kept things, then Super American, right. right? And then I don't know what. It's somewhere. They have a if new not, band now, so yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's crazy. I would love to know. <laughs> <laughs> did, um, did you tour with packages a lot? Yeah. With that North? Yeah. yeah. Did you guys do pranks and anything like that? Um. The first time he, when he wrote down pranks, I didn't think of a prank, but we had like a, I'll call it a ritual, okay. if you will. Um, 
Brent pioneered this, but I forget what he called it. Um, I think it, he just called it say something positive, but basically, you know, you do tours, two, three other bands, shows would suck, mm-hmm. made no money, blah, blah, blah. Morale gets low. And so he came up with this thing where like at the end of every show, after we're all loaded out, like show is done. We are about to part ways for the night. Mm-hmm. Sometimes um, we would get in a circle outside and we would all start like clapping together and like just like start like a kind of like drum circle almost okay. type thing. And everyone would go around and say the most positive part of their day. Okay. And it could be either total bullshit, like joke, yeah. or genuinely honest. Um, it was often bullshit. <laughs> but but uh, every time someone would say one, you, the next person would kind of try and like one up the, the person before. And we would all as a group each time be like, oh, that's a great life. Yeah. <laughs> Just like freak out and like make it a whole thing. Yeah. And then by the time you got to the last person in the group, that would be like the the killer for the whole thing. Okay. So like after they drop theirs, everyone would be oh, it's a, <laughs> no, it's a dead. You'd like everyone would die and roll. Like it got es- it escalated more and more right. to the point of like like uh, what's the thing where you're in the pool and you like do the fighting on people's shoulders? Oh, uh, what is it? Uh, chicken chicken, fight? chicken fighting. We chicken would do fight. that on the sidewalk, basically. Okay, in a recoil of how awesome that great thing was. Um, <laughs> So that was like a ritual that we put into place and we did across a couple tours and it was uh, once it was a thing, we couldn't not do it, Mm -hmm. but then we'd start a new tour and basically like (laughs) enforce this like really weird thing on a band that we just met Mm -hmm. and it would take them a couple days to be like, they'd be like, this is kind of fucking weird that these guys do this thing. We just met you, but they, everybody got on the page. That has to like build the relationship too just because yeah. you're being goofy yeah. or whatever that was the goal yeah. was to try and make light of the really hard parts of touring and yeah. like also it's hilarious yeah that's, <laughs> that's great that's awesome yeah i um i've only done one prank on tour um we kind of all did it collectively but uh we were in syracuse at nick Berger's house mm-hmm. and um <laughs> mike got really drunk and passed out early in his sleeping bag and I don't remember whose idea it was. It was this was such a dumb prank. It was a <laughs> dick move, but it was funny in the moment. Uh, we took a 500 round um, firecracker oh and put god. it in a pan right next to. Oh his head. my god, dude! You could have so like blown like, his ears out. Well, bro. it was like you know within range to where it shouldn't yeah, have yeah, done anything. Sure. But it just him waking up oh was just god. the the pure like you guys i'm gonna fucking yeah, kill you right. know like the, he was so pissed yeah and that's really like the only thing we ever did <laughs> aside from like the sandwich game do you know the sandwich game yes remind me like is that a sandwich this is not a sandwich if you don't respond with this is not a sandwich you, you punch, punch it punch right it. yeah yeah oh yeah we would do that yeah. oh my god that reminds me of Worst like game. denny's after shows as kids yeah we would play that game and sugar shoulder Sugar shoulder. <laughs> it's, it's, there's no, it's not even a game. This was back when we would go oh, to Denny's. You, you throw it over your shoulder? No, it was like, <laughs> we'd be, you know, we'd be 20 people deep at a mm-hmm. Denny's table, two in the morning. And you could, like, 
you know, when you're like right up next to people at a table, right? You're you're only doing like this. You're right. not really like you don't have a big range of motion, but you can see the people across from you. So the game would be to see how many packets of sugar you could like sneakily pour oh. on their shoulders okay. without them noticing, but like everyone across the table would watch you do it. <laughs> it was so dumb. And we made a mess of these Denny's right. They hated us. And yeah, that it's was all good fun though. So <laughs> yeah. they would have done it too if they were playing the game. Yeah, That's right. What I can ask for. All right. Um, so I have down here. I always ask uh, your favorite gig. Sure. Um, this was by no means the best gig. Okay. <laughs> but it was so weird that it was so memorable, and for that reason, is my favorite. Um. We played a lot of college shows, mm-hmm. and this one was at Alfred State. They have a thing called Hot Dog Day. Okay. I'm <laughs> well, listening. Sure. It <laughs> almost has nothing to do with hot dogs. I think it, it did it originally when it was... It's just their, like, spring festival. Losing thing. interest. Yeah. <laughs> I wish there was more hot dogs involved. Um, I'm, I think they served hot dogs. I don't know why they call it that. <laughs> we never really got context on that. Uh, anyways, they paid us to play there. Um, you know, Alfred States, middle of nowhere, New York, and 3,000 kids that have nothing else to do. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, we were opening for Bowling for Soup at this college. That's sick, though. It was awesome. Um, <laughs> no idea how it happened. I actually think my, my brother was going to college there at the time. I think he, like, recommended us to whoever was in charge of events or something. And, you know these kids that run these like talent program booking programs at right. college, there's, you know, they're 19, 20 year old kids yeah. who they're just learning. Yeah. And the college is like, Hey, here's like so much money to just like go book bands mm. for your entertainment and all this stuff. So it's such a weird situation, but colleges were super lucrative. College shows were lucrative for that reason. Mm. And, uh, so yeah, we are, we're like, we actually didn't even know until like a week before that the show was with Bowling for Soup. It was just like, do you guys want to play at Alfred State College Spring Festival? Sure. Yeah. Okay. A week before we get the like itinerary of the night and it's like us Bowling for Soup. And we're like, what the fuck? This is so weird. That's wild. So random. And so we show up. Um, it was like in their gymnasium total, like, you know, build a stage type situation, but it was like nice, like really nice legit stage um the green room was like in the locker rooms which were like underground for some reason i I don't know vague memories but it was like fully catered and everything bowling for soup we like shared a shared the green room with them which like you know we had salads and sandwiches and all this stuff that was primarily really for them was it know? like sectioned off or anything or you just no, were there with it's just like one room with like a couple like round tables yeah and one one thing of food and yeah it was just like this is where the bands go basically kind of weird but also cool it was cool yeah, <laughs> yeah we got yeah. to like talk to them and stuff but you know we were i think i think i like 18 and 19 at the time so we were idiots, you know, yeah, yeah. we, we didn't know how to communicate cor- correctly. And, uh, I just remember, you know, we like any other show, any other tour date or whatever, you were lucky if you got PBR. And so when we got to that, we were like, Oh my God, there's like roast beef sandwiches, yeah, there's yeah. salad, there's, there's all this shit. We were like going to town and, 
I have always had a special interest in cheesecake. And they had fucking cheesecake there for us. Yeah, dude, I backed that so hard. it's so good. (laughs) So I was, like, so stoked. I ate, like, four slices of cheesecake. I could not shut up about how much I loved the (laughs) cheesecake and was so happy that we got cheesecake that literally... (laughs) And we played. Great show. There was... The whole school was there. Bowling for Soup gets on stage, and they go, yo, give it up for Head North who opened. Those guys fucking love cheesecake. (laughs) (laughs) I have that... Yeah, that burned in my Dude, memory. That's awesome though. That's so funny. Yeah. And then they opened and closed with 1985. Really? Yeah. Well, I mean, give the people what they that's want. That's true. Yeah. You could have stopped midway through that song, played the rest of your set, and then right. continued the Finish rest it. of the song. Yeah. And people never would have noticed. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. So that was Did, sick. Like, was that as far as like the conversations with them, what was that? Oh, I'm trying to think what else we talked about. Was there about? anything that you like what did you ask them? I I honestly I think we were so young and impressionable that we just like tried to play it as cool as possible. There was cheesecake. There was no concern. Yeah. <laughs> I was focused on the cheesecake primarily. I'm sure Brent's focus was on making a good impression with bowling for soup. Right. Mine was not. Um, <laughs> but priorities, dude. Yeah, you know, you only eat once. Um, and so yeah, that's that's that. I Later don't remember this year, anything. He's else. releasing a music video for bowling for no. I'm just kidding. <laughs> that would be sick. Hey, that if you're watching. <laughs> And we Hit know you are. <laughs> <laughs> they have nothing better to do. Yeah, they totally, I remember they said that they all individually flew in to do that show. So they all probably, they was, like, none of them live that. even no. remotely close to each other. No, yeah. And I, for, I don't remember how we learned this. I think that, again, little, you know, 19, 20-year-old people who are facilitating these events with large-scale artists, mm-hmm. um, handed us our check and Bowling for Soup's check at the same time. Or maybe they, like, mixed them up or something. Like, it was not, like, how it should have gone down. And we saw how much they were getting paid. I got paid 17K for that fucking show, dude. I remember as an 18-year-old, I was like, holy shit. Yeah. That is insane. But even that's, like, nothing compared to a lot of people performing now. I know. I know. I was just, like, bewildered that this random niche band... Mm-hmm. Who obviously that song is huge, but still, it's like you know, in the grand scheme, they had that one song. Yeah, g- got paid that much to go to Alfred State College. Yeah, that's it was crazy. Like such I a mean, weird thing. That's actually like that actually surprises me how little it, uh, it was. Only in, because of the fact, like, dude, brand new performed at Town Ballroom and made twenty five k for one show. Yeah, there you go. And that's a way smaller venue, right. guaranteed. You right. know, that's crazy. Yeah, but, I mean, I'd take seventeen grand right yeah, now. Yeah, what the hell. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. They probably don't. It, it's weird to think because, like, you and I growing up in bands, you see, we see our bandmates all the time. We, you practice once a week, if not right. more, when you're, like, especially when you're touring. Mm-hmm. I think we were practicing three days a week. Yeah. And then you hear about these bands that hit it big, and then they're like, we're only doing this as a business. <laughs> I'm not friends with any of you sure. unless we're here together. Sure, yeah. But it's so weird, like, yeah. even just thinking about it. I you don't know. know. I, I forget who it was, but um, I was talking to somebody, and they said that there was a big band that that's, that's straight up what it is. It's just a business. Like These guys all got together. I think it was Maroon 5. Oh, really? All of those I dudes. That. <laughs> all of those dudes came from, I think they came from like Juilliard or something. Okay. And somebody was like, you're really good. You're really good. You guys should get together with yeah, this yeah. person and this person. They sat down with and a business plan five years ahead of time. Basically, yeah. <laughs> like they, It was like, you were so talented. This person's so talented. If you guys get together... We're going to make you famous. Wow. You know? Hey, which, man. 
That's crazy. That would that's the dream. It's so not punk. <laughs> I don't need to be punk, dude. Right. <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. I I could definitely see Adam Levine doing that though. Yeah, he well or if he, maybe he's not even the mastermind. He's just like, I got a pretty face and a good voice. Dude, he shreds on he's guitar. Great. Yeah. He's insane on guitar. Yeah. I hate that I love him. <laughs> right. <laughs> I hate it. But whatever. That first it. record's the only one I like. Hell yeah. Honest, but. So as far as your favorite band, like favorite gig, now I understand that, but what was your like your best gig? Like hmm. what's the one that best gig, boom, that's the first thing that comes to mind. Is it a home show? Is it opening for somebody? Is it your own headlining? Yeah. Um, we, I mean, honestly, the the show we played at Mohawk last in um, 2019 mm-hmm. was phenomenal. It was yeah. like everything we've always wanted. Um, and I think because we gave some like time and space for like an, a desire to grow for a show, it it was fruitful. Um, there's just like fucking everyone from all of our lives was mm-hmm. there, man. It was so cool. Um, that was great. Um, we, we played a lot of in, it was either 2015 or 2016, played a lot of, um, fests, summer fests that were like, like bucket list things for me. We played. Yeah, how did you guys get on that? You had a booking agent, right? Yeah, we had yeah. an agent that, that year we had did a lot of bigger stuff. Um, it was just it was just rolling, man. Yeah. Um, we played skate and surf, which was crazy. I remember like we played and then like Gaslight Anthem played on like a gigantic stage that yeah. way. And I was yeah. like, that's fucking cool. That is um, cool. Played that. We played Bledfest. Bledfest was so much fun. Did you guys ever play that? The only fest we ever played was Fest. Oh, Fest. Yeah. We never made it there. Weirdly. Yeah, that was the only one we ever got on and we loved it. It was so much fun, but it, yeah. it was like we were enjoying fest yeah and then when we were ready to play we were like we should have been flying (laughs) this whole time so 20 minutes not even 10 minutes before we were going on we're running down the street going come see us play come see us play and a bunch of people did because they were just you know they had nothing to do right yeah that's that's it for us i mean they're they're so bittersweet because it's like so oversaturated Mm. right there's a million bands you could see at any given time um blood fest was really cool is in michigan it was sick because it was in a high school. Like they basically took over this entire high school in the summer and built like seven different stages, mm-hmm. like in like the gym and the lunch room. And like, it was just so unconventional. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was like, you know, 3000 punk kids roaming around this high school. It's very weird. Um, <laughs> the, the place they tried to get away right, from their whole exactly. lives. Now they can't wait to get yes, in. Yes. It was so strange. <laughs> um, but that was always really fun played that with head north and then also with have mercy when i was playing with them that's awesome um we oh, that's right you played with have mercy mm-hmm. how did that happen through head north really we our first like real tour was opening for have mercy mm-hmm. in 2015 i think first tour um they liked our our ep and just uh gave us a one of four slot and we were like sick and um became really good friends with them through that tour brian specifically mm-hmm. and uh then we just stayed friends and kept in touch and uh years and years later things changed internally a little bit for the for them and it was mostly a him thing and um he wanted to keep touring and hit me up and i was like fuck yeah so 
That's so, sick. do you remember when all the shit got stolen? Yes. That was at my house. Oh, that fuck. was at my apartment. Uh, um, not here. <laughs> home. Not in his current um, really nice home. So, I was... Dude, that sucked. Just quick story. Yeah. Uh, so, they needed a place to crash. I lived downtown right off of Elmwood. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were up partying mm-hmm. until 7 a.m. Sure. And bef- when they got there, I was like, I live in a good area. Uh, it's le- it, and I do. I it, yeah, I did. Yeah. It was Lexington. Sure. There, yeah. It's uh, which is like the best all homeowners gets. for the most part, yeah. you know. Um, and I was on Atlantic, which was right there, mm-hmm. and the hood just came to my area. Oh my god. Uh, but so what I did before that I was like, just to be su- sure. Well, I'm gonna drive my girlfriend at the time. I took her car and I went right up, like mm. four, three inches, maybe four, sure, away from their trailer. Yeah. Um. Me and the one guitarist, Beard, Redhead. Um, and Andy? Holy shit. It might be Andy. I think no. his name's Andy. Glasses. Anyways. Yes. Um, Fuck. We were out till like 7 a.m. Just smoking cigarettes, drinking <laughs> beer, shooting the shit. And it, like people were in and out. Yeah, yeah. And uh, apparently we went in at 7. At 7.45, somebody heard alarms going off. Hmm. So they sat in their car. Oh my god! Waiting for us, and then they popped their lock. Stole, you know, they didn't get all of their stuff from from the trailer. Um, but how did they, they get in if things. the car was? So because there was like th- four inches or whatever, they broke the lock and they like pulled it as hard as they could, and just grabbed what they could. Oh wow! And there happened to be like a few guitars there, and then I think maybe something of the drums, but sure. it was like a piccolo snare or some yeah, shit, yeah, yeah. you know. I know um, Brian's like childhood guitar got stolen, which fucking they got sucks, it back man. though. Oh really? I, th- I think they did. Okay. I thought they got everything back because when they like, I woke up to yo, all their shit's gone, and oh I was like, God. "What are you talking about? All their shit's gone." <laughs> and then, um, we, I went out. The cops were there or whatever, and they were like, "All right, we we got to get going, man." And I was like, "All right, I'm gonna call like every guitar center, everything, whatever." Right. Then, um. I think an hour later, they were starting to drive home, mm-hmm. and they got a call, and all of their gear, for the most part, was in Rochester oh, at wow. Guitar Center. So what they did was they drove into my neighborhood, stole some shit. They also um, they popped the lock on the back of the van, mm-hmm. and they stole like a couple of their bags. Oh, there was a passport in there, so that's a federal crime. Holy shit, dude! dude. Got, so the dude goes there. We sent out like a list of pictures of everything they had. To all of everything, like pawn shops, everything. We did it all right away as yeah, fast yeah. as we could. Right. I had people in Syracuse sending shit out. I had like wow. all over the place. Wow. And um, yeah, a guy called called the police, was like, hey, I have all of your shit here. Mm-hmm. Guy wants me to buy it. And they wow. were like, just twiddle your thumbs for there. a little bit. Right. Try and get them there. They got them both. Wow. Yeah, two guys. So I think they got like for the most part they got all of it back. Oh, great. They may, maybe a few things they didn't, but I think they got it all back, if wow. not most of it. That's great to hear. But that, that does was not often happen. Dude, that was so heartbreaking because I was like, I'm giving them a solid place to sleep. Yeah. It's a good area, blah, blah, yeah. blah. And then the one fucking night guys just sit there and watch us and you know. Yeah. Uh, that was heartbreaking. That's terrible. But they got most of it back. So yeah. I, at least go. they got that. I bet that guy did not plan on committing a federal offense absolutely not. a backpack no just a you know just a crime of stealing idiot. everybody's babies and belongings fucking idiot <laughs> assholes wow yeah i uh i remember they were leaving i was like take some money <laughs> like, i just like pulled what i right. had in my wallet yeah. and gave it to them they're like Give we don't want anything. it i'm like dude 
I feel so bad. You just have to do it. Yep. Like either you do it here, or I'm just gonna like donate it yep. to you guys online or some yep. shit. You know. Yep. Yeah, we we like formally within the Head North camp have been robbed a couple times, but as a band, once our van was our window busted. Mm-hmm. We were in D.C. We were on tour with Free Throw and Trophy Eyes. And, dude, it was, like, the second last night of tour, of, like, a six-week tour. We were so tired, ready to go home. What a buzzkill. Fucking DC sucks. And sorry to anyone. But Uh, seriously. (laughs) It sucks. Um, (laughs) And, yeah, they busted a window. We were smart. We always, like, took all our gear inside as quick as possible. Right. I was... Always so diligent about bringing my fucking backpack inside. And this one day... You didn't. I didn't. And they took my backpack and had my computer and my first film camera ever and my, like, hard drive at the time, which had, you know, demos and photos, like, you know, unrecoverable stuff. Um, I'll never make that mistake. Oh, man. Yeah, Yeah. that's that's devastating. That sucked. I, I believe it. That's like, I can't even imagine it happening to me. Yeah. But I saw it happen to other people. Right. And I was like, heartbroken. Yeah. For yeah. them. Oh, you it's know? so bad, dude. I mean, and like, those are just like tips of the iceberg. Like, Seaway, I remember a while ago, straight up, they've gotten robbed a couple times, but straight up one time, someone just <clears throat> took their entire trailer off their van and put it on and there. Just left. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I remember that. And they found it, though. I think so. I'm pretty sure they found it. Yeah. I think something similar like that happened to... Um, uh, moving on, I don't remember. Yeah, <laughs> moving <whatever>. on. <laughs> yeah, that's... Uh, if you're a thief and you steal from bands, you're the worst because we're already struggling. So yeah. Fuck you. And if you're not, you're cool. Just as broke <laughs> as you are. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I remember when you started Marigold... You did, when you recorded that, you did it all yourself, right? The first one? Yeah. The first performing, one. Performing, mostly. Um, Chuck did a solo on a song. And I had uh, my friend Sadie, who runs, um, now runs, that plays Foibles Pies down okay. town. Um, she sang on some songs with me. It was always, always like, like auxiliary yeah, yeah, things. Yeah. Um, but everything, all the meat and potatoes, yeah. Very cool. Um, so I remember specifically... You guys ended up getting asked to jump on the Moose Blood tour. Mm-hmm. What was that like? Really crazy. Um, it was only four shows, and we, right, it was the end of that tour. Right? Yeah. yeah, I think it was something like the opening band had like a family emergency and had okay. to leave, and we had just put out that album and had North's agent. Like we were still in contact and just like knew that I had just done the solo record and just was like, Hey, can you like just do a favor and fill in on this thing? Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, but we learned about it like four days in advance. And the first show was in, it was like Chicago, Cleveland, Buffalo, Toronto, I think. And we had four days to get to Chicago basically. And I okay. had to like rile a band together and make, you know, get everybody available and like, mm-hmm. dry, you know, it's, did you guys practice before? I think so. Yeah. I think. Um, it was crazy. We played the House of Blues, which was like I remember seeing fucking that. Fucking wild. I remember like Chuck texting me and like just sent a picture or something. Yeah. I was like, dude, what? Yeah. Like, I don't know. It was the weirdest anomaly yeah. ever. That's so cool, though. Yeah. It was very cool. No one gave a single shit. Like, no one knew who the fuck we were. We weren't even on the flyer. Yeah. Like, 
no one, you know, people were nice, but like it was just, it was solely for us, mm-hmm. you know. It was so cool. Yeah, you never know. You may you may have gotten a couple yeah, people there. Even actually, one new fan is all that. Yeah, honestly, like it. we, some kid came, some kid came up to me. I don't remember where we were. Maybe I, no, I think it was when I after I was playing with Have Mercy, uh, and we played in Cleveland or Chicago, and some kid came up to me. and was like, "You, I saw you play with Mooseblood." And I was like, "Dude, what the fuck? How? What a memory!" Was that on like the recent tour? What do you mean? Like he he saw you on tour. He saw he saw me playing with Have Mercy. Oh, okay. And somehow yeah. knew that I was the same person. I was just like flabbergasted by yeah, that. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Wow. So so it did work. Yeah, it fucking worked. I guess it <laughs> yeah. was all worth it. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> yeah, it was really cool though. I vividly remember uh, in the green room. Well, this is two two memories that are kind of like this. One at the House of Blues where I saw Steve Vai's signature on the wall. And then when Head North played the Roxy in Los Angeles years before that, I saw Jimi Hendrix's signature on the wall. Really? Which was very fucking cool. Sick. Did they have it like framed off? Or no. <laughs> it's just like just there. Sharpie. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> That's wild. Yeah. I, how do you not just like cut that piece out? Right. Like, yeah. It's a pretty valuable piece <laughs> yeah, of wall yeah. right there. That's the most expensive wall that's yeah. ever existed. Yeah. Imagine someone has no idea too. Yeah. Paint over it. Right. Oh, Jimmy. <laughs> I, I don't know who that is. <laughs> that would be heartbreaking. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I could tell you the Iowa story. Oh yeah, yeah. It's it's a bit long winded, so that's why I wanted to save it for last. So, same van. Um, we this was before all, all of this mm-hmm. 2014 fall. Um, we had booked ourselves like a six week full U.S. tour, our first time doing the full country, and um, we got like a week in. Um, we were in Iowa. And as you know, it's there's just nothing. It's flat. Nothing but corn um, for miles and miles and miles. And the van started doing this thing where you'd be driving, you'd be fine, and then all of a sudden it would go like... And shake, like up and down really, really hard. And then it would stop. And then it would do it again. And it would come on and off, so it was like we were just like, you know, it's not stopping, so let's just keep going. Yeah. Eventually, it stopped. Like, the van stopped running. So we managed to get it to a truck stop, like a Triple J or something. And uh, the truck stop had, like, a mechanic shop. Um, I think we were... Let's see, where were we be coming from? Maybe, like, Denver or something? Mm-hmm. And we are going... Our next show was in Boise, um, so we had a day off. We stop at this truck stop. Mechanic shop is closed by that time. Mm-hmm. So we're like, all right, we just have to sleep here tonight, basically. So that's one night in the parking lot in the van. The only food that this truck stop had was a restaurant called Taco John's. Okay. Are you familiar? No? I don't think so. It has nothing to do with like Mexican food whatsoever. It basically is like a sloppy joe. It's like sloppy Joe textured meat in a taco shell. Okay. That's the only meal, the only food we had accessible to us. So (laughs) shit got real runny real quick. (laughs) Um, 
But so the next morning, we're like, all right, we're going to get the van into this mechanic shop. We're going get to get rolling. The mechanic has, you know, work lined up. So he's like, I can't get you in for a couple hours, whatever. Time continues to pass. Eventually, he takes a look at it. Long story short, it becomes a situation where he is fixing things that, like, weren't really broken and is, like, lying to us and we don't know shit. And he would, he'd get it in there, an hour would go by, he'd work on something. He'd say, okay, you're good to go. We'd pay him 200 bucks. We'd drive away, it would start happening again. We'd come back. We'd say, you didn't do the right thing. He's like, okay, let me take another look at it. This happened, like, three or four times. Mm -hmm. And we had paid like we were just fixing shit that probably didn't need to be fixed um and just blowing money um so we this kept happening and eventually uh we reached a point where we were out of money Mm -hmm. and he had some solution of what the next problem could be that to fix it we didn't have any money And uh, we had been there, I think another day passed because he couldn't solve it in that first day. So we had to stay there again that night Um, on track to like miss our next show. Right. Um, So that night we kind of like talked about what our options were. You know, I'm calling my parents, Brent's calling his parents. They're talking internally um, because we had no money left and we didn't know what really what to do. We were kind of stuck. And, uh, the next morning, we decided we were going to make it public, um, and we just kind of, like, posted on the internet, and we're just like, yo, we need some help. Like, we don't know what to do. We're kind of in a bind here. Um, people were very responsive, and we received a lot of help from people, um, but primarily, um, you know Gary Sheedy, right? Previous Love? Singer uh, of Previous Love? Do you know, know that? I don't know. No? I don't think so. They're like they're like Williamsville kids. Okay. Um, so we knew them growing up, and they were like younger than us. They would come see us play when we would play up at like the Forum and Colton Fitting and mm-hmm. stuff. Um, but close friends, and so this kid Gary, um, he calls me, and he's like, "Yo, I saw your guy's situation. My dad runs a company." that he has, like, a remote employee that's, like, an hour from where you are. Oh, wow. And he's going to come help you. And so we were, like, really weird, but okay, sure. Like, we'll not say no to anything. So time goes by. This guy pulls in in, like, a black BMW, whips off his sunglasses. This guy's, like, the wolf from Pulp Fiction. Just, like, (laughs) pure badass. Yeah, yeah. All black, everything like silver fox mustache coming on he's like you guys the band We're like yep he's like all right i'm gonna take care of this he goes in to talk to the mechanic we hear some yelling and 20 minutes later he comes out and he's like all right they're gonna tow you to the ford dealership or dodge dodge dealership in uh, omaha an hour away we're like okay he's like you guys are gonna ride with me so we all get in his car the mechanic puts the van on a flatbed Mm -hmm. and the two of us drive an hour to Omaha van gets dropped off at a Ford dealership. By that time, the dealership is closed. So we have to wait for the next morning. This guy puts us up in a hotel, our own room buys us dinner. Wow. Like a good dinner is buys us drinks. Like is so kind and hospitable to us. Like shows us a comfortable night basically. Right. And then the next morning, we go 
to the Ford dealership. They take the van in. They learn that it the ECM, the electronic computer module module of the van, which is like the brain basically, is completely fried. So what was happening the entire time was that the thing that like gives you the codes that says this thing is broken, mm-hmm. that was broken. So it was giving the wrong, wrong information code over and over, again. over and over wow. and over again. So we were just fixing shit that wasn't broken over and over. So it wasn't that guy trying to scam you, really? No, he wasn't trying to scam us. He was doing what he thought he needed to do. He but just wasn't looking into it enough. Yes. Yeah. And we were just blowing money right. on nothing. And the dealership basically says it's going to be $3,000 to fix this wow. fucking brain thing. We were like, we don't have that. And he was like, okay, I'm going to front the money. We'll figure it out later. Wow. He fronts the money to get the van fixed. Van is fixed by that afternoon. He fills our tank for us and says, we'll settle up later. You guys get on, get on your tour. Wow. Drives away. Never hear from this guy again. Tried to get so in touch with him. So he just did it out yeah. of the kindness of his heart. Yeah. Made you think it wasn't. Yeah. And that was like, that's for you. That's I'm, awesome. We tried to like, I, you know, I talked to Gary. I, I tried to like talk to his dad. We tried to like settle up and yeah, he just like, I, I couldn't reach him. Um, yeah. And it was crazy because actually like, I think it was last year. I actually, hold on. I have my business card in my wallet. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Stand by. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I keep it with me because it's just like, with such a uh, reminder of like, Acts of kindness. Tony Blasick. This is him? This is him. This is his, uh, his business card. Wow. But um, that's, that's a good person right there. Yeah. It, it was really trippy because like last year or something, I, you know, I don't think of that moment mm-hmm. every day, but I, had, I was like thinking of that experience and thinking of him. And I was like, I had the realization that I've never like looked this guy up or tried to get in touch with him recently. Mm-hmm. And I Googled him. And I found his obituary and he had oh, died like no. a, a few days before that, like really recently. Wow. And I was like, it was just so trippy that like I had thought of him like right at that moment. And yeah. then that had happened like at the same time. It was like some stars aligning. Type yeah, shit. that's crazy. But yeah, like that wild experience and also like such a act of kindness. That Absolutely. Really taught me a lot. Of that's lessons. one of those things where it's like. If you have the means, pay that shit forward. Yeah, you know? exactly. That's, and I have. Crazy. I really yeah. have. But I believe it. It was, uh, yeah, really wild ex- that is learning crazy. experience. That's, um, you don't hear about those very often. When you do, it's like a crazy yeah. gesture, you yeah. know? I mean, dude, like awesome. think of everything that Head North went on to do that following year and, and onward. Like it could have gone a totally different direction. Right. You know? If yeah. we said, fuck this van, we're going home, like, that that's that like he he saved that shit yeah for sure he kept he kept the dream alive he did he did he really did yeah, that's wild yeah. so um i know that's what you wanted to end with but we <laughs> did actually skip one. Oh, we did driving van off highway oh, yeah. this is a short story okay. i drove the van off the highway <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right guys thanks for hanging out <laughs> um same van uh <laughs> did you guys only have one van no that's the funny thing is 
Well, you had the new one that you just sold, right? I, yeah, okay. yeah. Um, and that was like most of our touring career. Would but all the bad things happened in that van, <laughs> naturally. Yeah, um, <laughs> the memorable. Us too. <laughs> right? Yeah, I know. That's not true, but kind and, of. True. And Matt Cox and Pat Feely, if you have stories to share, please come on here and I'm, share them about I'm that. Better reach out to them after this tour, and Hell we'll yeah. see from there. Let's but. go. <laughs> um, yeah, we were playing. Um, what was it called? Snowed In Fest in Cleveland. Okay. That year, Modern Baseball and Pine Grove headlined. Mm-hmm. And uh, we, it, it, we, we were snowed in. Um, it started <laughs> snowing really bad. And, you know, being so close, we wanted to just come home that night. Right. And we were like, fuck it, let's just go for it. So uh, I think... I think Brent got a ticket for running a red light like 10 minutes from the venue. And then (laughs) we got on the highway. Um, I think Brent was driving that night and we tried, we got like two hours and it was just so bad. And like, we were like falling asleep. And so we're like, all right, we're going to park at a rest stop. We we had this really bad habit of like when we would do winter shows, like leaving the car on while we slept because it was fucking freezing. Yeah. But not safe. Um, and safe enough. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> um, so we parked at a rest stop and we were just like, let's just finish it in the morning. And I'm a really early riser. I always have been. So I'm usually the first person to wake up on tour. We had uh, built like a bunk in the back of the van. I usually slept up there because I'm tiny. And uh, I like 6 a.m. woke up like crawled out of the bunk over the benches to get to the front seat. And I was like, all right, I'm going to crush the rest of this drive, you know, tired eyed and whatever. I start driving. Um, actually, no, I was not in the bunk. Brent was in the bunk. I was in a bench. That's right. It's pivotal. Okay. So, <laughs> Brent was in the bunk. Um, he's going to fucking die when I hears that. Um, and I start driving, you know, I'm wide eyed, whatever. Um, I get like an hour and I go to get gas to pull off the highway and, and get gas. And, uh, there was so much snow, like they had not plowed really yet. And, um, I was just go- took it too fast and mm. I like turned too quickly and road exit. The van just went straight Ugh. into the snow and <laughs> We were fine. Like, everything was fine. We didn't flip or anything. But the funniest part about it was that the second we hit that snow, I just hear Brent go (laughs) into the (laughs) ceiling of the van. His face just slams into the ceiling of the van. And I'm like, oh, shit. I just killed Brent. He's dead. He's done. I thought he was going to come flying out of the fucking, like, into the windshield. But we didn't, like, we didn't, like, pitch that enough for like any of that to happen thank god yeah um but we you know rolled like 30 feet into the snowbank and i was like is everyone alive and everyone was alive and we had to push it out and we did get it out we actually didn't need help at all which was crazy that is impressive yeah yeah that's crazy when uh when you stopped to fill uh this van with gas were you (laughs) able to turn it off that sounds kind of familiar. So probably we not. were not. Yeah, that probably was a but thing. That didn't happen till like late in the tour. Okay, but I think I remember specifically it was around Christmas time because we did a fall into yeah. winter yeah. for that full US. That sounds about right. <laughs> I got to Miami, and there's like Christmas trees, but it's all pine mm. or uh, palm trees right, with right. the lights all the way up. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I pull in, 
and I couldn't turn at that. I just vividly remember like pull in. All right, I'm getting gas, guys. Don't turn off the van. <laughs> and they turned. No, they didn't. Oh, thankfully, okay. because the like day before we had right. and we couldn't get it back oh to going God. again. That fucking van, man. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was evil. Even, it's great because like when Max was still on the the podcast. He even has stories. stories. Yeah, <laughs> he's like that fucking van, that man. Fucking like man. everybody says the same yeah, thing. It really made its but rounds. It, it did its. It did what it needed to do. Yeah. yeah, we all needed a cheap piece of shit. I just remember too. Like at one point, we had put so much money into that van. Like just because you know we're sixty days gone. You know, yeah. Like on the road, you got to get to the next thing. And uh, we had all put like us and a fortune of fame. Like it started with us. One person would pay something. Yep. Then, like, everybody would kind of, like, help that person get through right. it. Then the next person yep. would pay. Then yep. the next person would pay until it became, like, everyone had to just chip in what right. they had. And then we did. And I just remember being, like, if it breaks down again, <laughs> we're going home. Yeah. We're without the van. Money. Without yeah. the van. Because right. we, we texted uh, Brent and we're, like, dude, this fucking van, man. <laughs> and he was just, like, I don't know what to tell you. We're, yeah. like. If it breaks down again, we're just going to have to leave it. And he's like, do what you got to do. I'll report it stolen. Yeah. And then they'll find it or whatever. And yeah. like, allegedly, we never ended up doing that. <laughs> that was never an actual thing. None it of us could afford it. None of us. <laughs> Not even us. <laughs> yeah. It made its way home. But yeah. dude, that van, we we were great. I mean, still are grateful because I um, most of my stories are from that tour. Yeah. You yeah. know, and without that van, that tour didn't happen. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, I really appreciate you coming dude, on, man. Yeah. This Thank is a lot of fun. Me. Uh Anything you want to promote, anything coming up, anything you got going on, now's the time. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I softly leaked new head well, north music I, on this. So. That's, you know, that's up to you. We sure. can take that out if you want. If not. Uh, yeah, I don't know. We'll see what the future holds. We got Marigold recording time scheduled later this year, too. So Okay. All right. Well, you got an Instagram or anything like that? You want people to follow anything? No? Cool. Anything... Uh, he's got going on I'll, I'll find it myself and put it in the description I'm on the if internet you're, if you're interested in following his band uh, Marigold's great as well as Head North which that'll be I'm yeah, excited I'm for excited that excited too so, man uh, thanks again for coming on this was a lot of fun guys thanks for listening uh, like and subscribe story time pod across all platforms and uh, we'll see you next time Bye, bitch.